0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is, it's a great day to be serving the Lord. Welcome to the Go You There podcast. I'm your host, Leland Johnson, and we're so thankful to have you with us today. The mission of the church is missions, but the mission of the missionary is to plant churches. And we're going to dive into that subject today. Let's head into the open. The Bible says in Acts 14:21, And when they had preached the gospel to that city, and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra, and to Iconium, and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples, and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every church, and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed." Paul's goal as the first missionary was to see churches established. As Dr. Don Siss said during his interview on our program, mission should result in the planting of local churches. Missionaries do a lot of important things like starting orphanages, schools, clinics, printing ministries, and all types of other good things. But the end goal should always be to see souls saved and lives changed for eternity. And those souls need churches and pastors to care for them. Today, we're going to introduce the start of a reoccurring topic for our show. We want to put a spotlight on helps for church planting. We're going to be talking with people who have planted churches and who are planting churches in all different parts of the world to share ideas and encourage those involved in church planting. Today, we're going to start off with Jeff Bush, a Director of Greater Vision Baptist Missions in Alpharetta, Georgia, about larger scale trends that he's seeing among church planting missionaries then we're going to talk with missionary Tim Erling, missionary in Mexico. He's going to share some ideas on how to plant growing and reproducing churches. Let's get started. (music) Jeff Bush has served as the general director of Vision Baptist Mission since 2012. Before the Lord moved them into this ministry, they served for eight years in Argentina. During their time in Argentina, God blessed their efforts, resulting in five churches, a radio ministry, and a Bible college to train those that are called into ministry. Since becoming the director of Vision Baptist Missions, God has allowed him to have a part in training and leading church planners all over the world. Jeff, it's great to have you with us today. I certainly appreciate it. It's good to be here. Jeff, let me start off by asking you, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you've seen that missionaries have in starting new works?
1: Let me start off by saying I don't feel like I know every answer, but I'll throw you a couple from my point of view um, that I believe are at least a few challenges. Uh, One of the challenges I think would be self-discipline for the missionary. In other words, if we're not self-disciplined, we don't really do what we're supposed to do. When a missionary gets on the field, they're kind of their own boss. In other words, they get to sleep however long they want to sleep, they get to visit however long, or not visit, or study, or whatever it may be. And the truth of the matter is, if we're not self-disciplined, if we don't put boundaries in our lives, if we don't push ourselves, nobody else will necessarily push us. Many times, someone starts a church, and they study, I don't know, maybe five hours, 10 hours for a message. And that's great. You got a really good message, but then you have nobody that comes to church to hear the message. And my suggestion to guys who would be starting a church would be, hey man, do your best. It would be best, in my opinion, and I apologize if this doesn't sound well, but it would be better, in my opinion, that you have a 50% of a good message, but you have a room full of people instead of having a 100% awesome studied message and having only two people. And so in other words, you have to go find the people. You have to discipline yourself to study, to go out and evangelize, to bring the people, to disciple them, whatever. So self-discipline. And then another one uh, that I was thinking about, dear brother, would be uh, not just self-discipline, but self-motivation. In other words, to stay encouraged. Maybe here in the U.S., we can encourage each other, we're around each other, but on the mission field, when somebody's going to start a church, they have to be motivated by themselves. They have to self-start, if I could say it that way. And, you know, a lot of times the devil uses, he uses all kinds of different tactics. And so for some people, he gets them out of the ministry with an affair, with dishonesty, with money, or whatever. But one of the hidden tools that I think the devil uses is actually discouragement. And if a missionary gets discouraged, he kind of gets paralyzed. He can't do anything because if you're not encouraged, you can't encourage other people. And so we have to learn to be, encourage ourselves. Remember that first same authority principle that David went, went alone. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He came back, and then he went further. So a missionary must learn to, you know, read your Bible, read missionary biographies, uh, listen to audio, listen to podcasts like this one, listen to other things, and feed yourself so that you can stand up and you can do it for somebody who's going to start a church.
0: Now, along those same lines, in our head, when we head off to the mission field, man, we've got these plans for growth. You know, the first year, we're going to have 50. The second year, we're going to double that to 100. And in five years, we're going to be running 500 people, and everything is going to go great. But when we arrive and get started, things don't necessarily go that way. So even though every ministry is different, what would you say is a reasonable expectation for growth in a new work?
1: I used to read a lot of different missionary biographies. And I thought when I arrived to the field, um, my wife and I, we had two little baby girls and we arrived to Argentina. And I remember we started our first church two months after arriving. We'd already been through language school, ministry prep in Peru. So we spent two years in Peru before we arrived to Argentina. When we arrived there, man, I had all these expectations. We are going to hit 100 in the first you know, three weeks, and then we're going to, you know, I had, I thought, I'm going to be this mega pastor. This is going to be crazy, and so me and my wife, we went around and passed out thousands of brochures and tracks. I put it in the newspaper. I put it everywhere I could start the inauguration of the Lighthouse Baptist Church here in La Plata, Buenos Aires, Argentina. I mean, I was all pumped about it. Very soon, I found out that they didn't rush in the doors, and so I would tell young men, God was very good to us. Um, and allowed a lot of things to happen that was beyond my capability. But I would say be very careful. We can get very discouraged if we have this, man, I'm going to be a mega church planner. I'm going to have all these different... So here's what I would say to your brother. Don't make your expectations on numbers of people. Make it on young men that you are preparing for the ministry. In other words, I found out when I left um, the, the mission field of Argentina, a lot of those people at the churches that God allowed us to Uh, to start and have a part of, a lot of those people end up leaving, maybe because they were there because of me, or maybe just after a while, they got a good job and money or whatever. People are going to leave. But if you have prepared men who are leading the ministries, those are the ones who are going to build the ministry. So in other words, don't make your, don't make your goal numbers. Numbers are nothing more than a result of the work and the blessings that God gives. Make your, your goal the men that you are training. And if you do so, I believe they're the ones who are going to build the church. I get this, this thought. Um, my pastor and I teach this to our missionaries. I'm very thankful that I have this privilege. When Jesus left the earth, his mission field here, we can say, when he left, he only had 120 people meeting in the upper room. Now, you've got to remember, before, they only counted men, 5,000 men, 4,000 men all this, but now they're counting the women, the children, the men, they're counting everybody. And there's only 120 in the upper room when the Lord ascended up to heaven. But you know, what? before too long, these now 11, because Judas went his own way, now these 11 men turned the world upside down. So the real ministry was not on the numbers because God, I mean, he, he had the biggest numbers of all. The real ministry was on the, the men that he was training. And when he left, these men carried on the ministry. So I would say be careful of your expectations. Don't make it numbers. Make it the men that you are training for the ministry. Ephesians 4, I believe verse number 11, verse number 12, right around there, speaks exactly the same thing. You build the men, the men will build the church. And so prepare those men. That is the key. You know, every missionary is going to leave the mission field one day by sickness, by age, by the government kicking you out, by furlough, whatever it is. The only way the ministry will continue is if you have men that are prepared to take on the ministry.
0: Wow, brother, that is really, really great information. Now, let me ask you this. Since you have the opportunity to work with missionaries all around the world, what are some things that you see that are working with church planting?
1: You know, I would say every field is different, and I must be very careful because, for one thing— Only by God's mercy do we have what we have. There's guys going to, for example, the Muslim world. I have no idea about working there. Or they're going to a tribal area, whatever it may be. I can say that there are some things that I believe they're general things, but they're working absolutely everywhere. One, as I already stated, make sure you are training men. That is the most important thing of all. Uh, Train those guys who will do the work. They'll get the work to grow. Another thing I would say is make as much noise as possible wherever you go. Um, so I realize for maybe a closed country, this is not the best example, although I do think that this can be applicable um, with Facebook and with other areas. I have friends that are working in Muslim world. They're using Facebook and other social media outlets, I guess, where they can talk about God. They can talk about, um, you know, if you want a Bible just let us know. We'll give it to you. But if you're in an open country world per se, make as much noise as possible. And that I mean invite people to church through newspaper, get on the radio, uh, put banners in front of the church, pass out tracks, put it on Facebook, tag doors, do whatever you can. Make as much noise as possible. And I believe you'll see the work grow a lot of, in, in very big ways. Something that God allowed us to use was to have big days. The calendar already has certain events that you can use. Mother's Day and Father's Day, Friend Day, et cetera. Uh, and so take advantage of those days and make them big to invite people, whether you want to give something out, whether you want to give a gift for every mother that comes. Uh, but there's a lot of different things that you can use big conferences such as Family Conference or Creation Conference or, you know, Marriage Conference, anything that'll draw people in. Because the honest truth is you say you need God. They might not necessarily come. But if you say, hey, we're having this friend day and everybody invites a friend, then all of a sudden you can preach the gospel to them. You know, I remember that's what Matthew or Levi and the gospels, he invited Jesus over and then, hey, here's my friends, preach to them. We can do a lot of different things, but make a lot of noise. And I believe people will come and then they'll be able to hear.
0: Now, Brother Jeff, you have a podcast as well that may be a blessing to our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, sir. It's called Leadership with
1: Vision, and we do it both in English and in Spanish. Obviously, English is our prime one, um, but my pastor, Austin Gardner, and myself do that. And our goal is specifically for the missionaries on the field to help in any area possible. iTunes would probably be the easiest route to get to it. Let me throw in very quickly, brother. Um, We are here in Alpharetta, Georgia, and if anybody's ever in the area, we would love for you to come by. I would love just to give you, whether it's free books or material, the things that might be a blessing to you. We put a lot of things out, emails and books and different things to try to help people. You know, it doesn't really matter uh, what mission board necessarily we're with. We're on the same team. We're trying to reach souls for Christ. We're trying to train men to carry on the work, and I would be more than glad to help.
0: Excellent information. Thank you so much for sharing it. Yes, sir. It is
1: greatly my pleasure. I appreciate this opportunity very much dear your brother, and I pray for the brethren that are on the front lines doing the work of God. Continue on, stay encouraged, brethren, and continue doing the work for God.
0: Brother Tim Erling and his wife, Kelly, have spent 20 years planting churches in Mexico. During the past 20 years, God has allowed them to plant eight established churches, as well as planting another work. They're also working with four national pastors that they've helped to train to start a new seminary in Juarez with the goal of planting 30 new churches in the next 15 years. Brother Tim, it's so good to have you with us today.
2: It's good to be with you, Brother Leland.
0: Brother Tim, what would you say is the biggest challenge to getting started in church planting?
2: Well, Brother Lee, I think the biggest challenge that I see is starting more churches is the mindset. Too many American missionaries are caught up in the typical American culture, which puts a premium on the idea that a bigger church is a better church. The problem on our field in Mexico is this is not really practical to think that we can build a big church. Now, don't get me wrong. It's been done. But unless you have a lot of resources, it's very difficult here in Mexico. Other fields may be different, and I can't really speak to that. But the average man in our church makes less than $65 a week. With a wife and children, that just doesn't go very far. When they grow to the place of being faithful tithers and givers to missions, there's just not a whole lot of money left over to enter into a big building program and have a building or facility that would hold more than maybe 100, 150 people. And don't even get me started when you talk about transportation in Mexico. If you drive around the streets, you might think, oh, everybody's got a car. But that's just not true. I would say less than 20% of our church members have a car of their own. And unless I can provide transportation to and from, I just can't get people – that involved. So that is a big challenge uh, to uh, building a big church. Church planning is really kind of counter to our typical American mindset. We think too many times that we should run bus routes all over the town. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the bus routes. I love bus kids. And my wife was a bus kid. It's just not real practical on the field of Mexico.
0: So, Brother, when we're talking about getting works established, what would you say is a reasonable expectation for growth in church planting?
2: Brother Lee and I would say there's really no reasonable expectation that a person can have. I believe that if the missionary does their part of faithfully sowing the seed, in trying to train up another generation, then God will take care of the rest. Uh, many times as missionaries, one of the problems that we have is we're too worried about what other people think about us. This is very dangerous and unwise. Only a foolish man compares himself to someone else. Second Corinthians 10, 12 says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. I believe if we do our best, God will give the increase when he's ready. An exciting thing for our ministry has just happened, and that's a new church was started with really no input from me. One of the churches has caught the vision of multiplication and decided on their own to start a new mission. It's less than five miles from their mother church. Most missionaries would just never do that, by, and they try to find a way to run a bus route to that area so that the main church could be bigger. So it all boils back to what's your mindset. Do you want to start more churches or have a big church? And of course, I understand that some of this depends on the field that you're in.
0: What do you think is the biggest thing? that holds missionaries back from seeing their churches multiply?
2: I really feel like, brother, that most missionaries just don't focus on multiplying churches. Many would like to get invited to a conference and speak rather than start another work. The Apostle Paul started 14 churches in less than 20 years. As far as we can tell, he'd preach, win souls, and then God would take care of forming a new church. He had his apprentices, and we can tell from 2 Timothy 2:2 2, 2, that he focused on training faithful men to continue the ministry. I mean, how did the gospel get to you and to your church and to your pastor? That's one of the most exciting things I'm looking forward to seeing in heaven is how the gospel got to my pastor who trained me. I definitely don't want the chain to stop with me. I have a picture on my desk I'm looking at right now. It's got a picture of my pastor that trained me, then myself, a pastor that I trained, and then a pastor that he trained. There's four generations of pastors. If I do nothing else in the ministry, that is, was, and shall be my ministry goal to train other men. Because Now my ministry will outlive me.
0: Wow, that's an excellent mindset to have. Now let me ask you, just to finish up, one more question. What are some recommendations that you would make from your experience that are necessary to see works multiply?
2: Well, I think there's uh, five things uh, that we really need to, to concentrate on. They're all really related. But the first thing is our mindset. We need to decide that we want to plant multiple churches, and we need to transfer that vision to our churches. Then we need to focus on that. We need to—everything we do needs to be continually focused on training a new generation, and then let them have it. Don't try to keep control of it. Turn it over to the nationals. The third thing I'd recommend is just be faithful to preach. To teach, to soul win, to be an example worthy for other people to follow. The fourth point is just keep doing it, keep doing it over and over again, wash, rinse, and repeat, if you will. And the last thing that, and it's always been the the theme of my ministry is Second Timothy two two. The Bible says, "And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men." who shall be able to teach others also. So that's that's it. Mindset, focus, faithfulness, repeat, and always keep in the forefront of your mind to train another generation.
0: Brother Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. The information that you shared will certainly be a blessing, and we really appreciate
2: it. All right. Thank you, Brother Lee, and God bless you, and God bless the, the
0: podcast. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's show and that it was a blessing to you. We're steadily adding listeners each week and are always glad to have new listeners joining us. Remember that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter to receive updates about our show. You can find us at GoYeThere, all one word. You can also email us with any questions or show topics that you'd like to hear at info at GoYeThere.com. You can also submit a show topic anonymously from our website, www.goyethere.com. In our next show, we're going to be talking about a subject that can be an ongoing struggle for missionaries, prayer letters. We're going to be talking with Greg Joyner, missions pastor at Valley Forge Baptist Temple. We're also going to talk with Amy Walters, who's worked in missions for years, about the different types of prayer letters that missionaries write. We hope that you'll join us.